Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. of Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success. I'm pleased to be able to be here with you today, and uh, it seems like it's two months in a row, so <laughs> it hasn't been like that in a minute, but uh, I really am glad I am able to be on. However, um, I, I am sorry to have to report today that uh, my co-host, Marilyn Acasio, won't be uh, on the line with us, um, because she's actually experienced the death in her family, and I'd like to um, offer our condolences to uh, to Marilyn. Her nephew passed away, and and actually in, in his passing, it really kind of created a platform for what we wanted to what we're going to talk about here today. You know, it was Marilyn's desire to um, share or uh, we'll talk about the issue of family and its importance, and uh, I believe that that is quite apropos. Given uh, certainly what's going on in her family uh, right now, and again, we offer our condolences to to her and a prayer for um, for some peace that passes understand all understanding. Uh, for she and her family, her, her nephew passed away suddenly, totally unexpectedly, and he's in his twenties. He was in his twenties, and so uh, it, it really underscores a few things uh, for us today that. We're going to talk about, and let's matter of fact, let's just go on and get into it. Um, before I do that, um, uh, the, uh, the, the producer of our program, Aurelia Lyles, is also on the line. And Aurelia, as I said to you, pre-show anything that you um, feel that you want to be able to contribute during the time, please feel free to be able to do that. Okay, we good? Okay, great, good. Uh, all right, great. Thanks for being here. Stepping in. Mm-hmm. So you know when you uh, when you sent me that text today and and uh, about Marilyn's nephew and uh, again the issue of an importance of family comes to mind and you know the, the hope for all of us is that we don't wait until tragedy to realize just how important family is uh, and you know it's often the things that are around us most commonly that. Uh, there, there's a tendency to to take for granted, and 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 so when we hear about concept of like gratitude and how important that is to be grateful for not necessarily the little things, but the, not the big things, but the little things. I spoke with a gentleman uh, yesterday who had some surgery, and and uh, for a little bit he lost full use of um, the last two fingers on it on his right hand and you just never think about just how important those things are when you you lose um, uh, a, a toe just just little things and, and how critical those those things are and as much as I say little things family's not a little thing but it's common 
it's a common thing that an, an, an entity in existence in our lives and and so to to take the time to really think about just how important that is so brother um, part of the, the Les Brown speakers network and his brother was part of the network with me um, several years ago shared a concept his name is Ken Brown by the way and he said he had an acronym for family that is family. Forget about me. I love you. Right? And family. Forget about me. I love you. And um, I think when we look at what that acronym reveals, it really underscores the the value and the importance of family. It's not simply about ourselves. It's it's about it, it's it's about the ones that are around us. Um, and uh, being able to show our love and our appreciation and not waiting until the big moments, i.e. birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, but every day. Think about who those people are in your life who mean the most to you. And what we also know about family, family is not only blood. You know, Family are those who um, have made the commitment to you and to whom you've made a commitment irrespective of the issues, challenges, circumstances of, of life. But um, it, it is putting others before oneself. When we talk about the aspect of love, that's really what love is. Love is the desire to benefit others at the expense of self, where lust is the desire, the desire to benefit self at the expense of others. And so for those who, who we really love or to really show love, it is about forgetting about ourselves and really being aware of heightening and raising in importance those individuals who, who are in our lives, just how critical family is. You know, other people, and I've seen this, attested this and, uh, for myself as well through the various phases of, of my life, how um, when, when some instances or certain things may happen, other people will you know, step off, you know, um, and, and even some who I'm, who were blood to me were <clears throat> not necessarily as close. So I, I guess to some degree there's a portion of our family outside that, that, that we can that we select. So it's not just blood. It's it, it's it's affection. It's it's the, the love that we have that kind of determines what family is. Again, there are those that are born into it our blood, but then those who we choose, our family, and um, to, to value them, to appreciate them, to raise them in esteem um, all the time, not just some of the time, um, and not take for granted their existence in our life. What Marilyn's nephew proves and becomes an example of once again is that life is short. We don't know how much time we have. We are grateful for that most important commodity that we've, that we've been given stewardship over, and that is time. I don't care how much money you have, we can't get more time. I say oftentimes in groups that I'm speaking to that, um, that, that, that time uh, is the, the thing that we've been given that we have to certainly value greatly because we don't know how much of it we've got. How much money you have, you can't get get more time. You know, Marilyn's nephew 
went to sleep last night in anticipation of waking up this morning. And that didn't happen. He was in his 20s. One would think that he got years down the line to be able to experience. Um, and boom, that's not necessarily the case. But here's what that also his his story and the Maryland story kind of revealed for me is uh, what understanding and knowing what our purpose is in life. Right, since we have a limited, limited amount of time, then we need to be intentional, conscious, and purposeful with regard to how we live our lives. Right, and and uh, shared many times how purpose is the why behind the what. So the what is life? Why life? Why am I here? And not just being uh, mystical or theoretical, you know, ethereal about it but really, oh, just philosophical, really understanding why we're here. What's our purpose? What am I supposed to be doing beyond the, the common existence? What, 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 what skills, abilities do I have that I should be leveraging, not simply to benefit myself, but to benefit others? And, um, what <clears throat> Understanding that, that purpose know, and um, I think several years ago I, I did a talk having to deal with that your purpose um, and, and and the process of our lives purpose and passion responsibility opportunity um, challenging ourselves educating ourselves serving and submitting so the word the acrostic, and again, those of you who have listened to me before know that I always have acronyms and acrostics to utilize. It's kind of, it helps me to remember things, but I think it, it could probably benefit all of us. So the word was process. The P being purpose and passion. The R being responsibility that we all have, taking responsibility for whatever we've been given. We've all been dealt a hand. We've all been given something. And so we have to take responsibility for, for what we've got, irrespective of the things that may come up in life. We all face challenges. We all face issues. And the reality is, as expressed by many, but I'm um, quoting most specifically uh, Tony Robbins when he, when he says that um, it's um, our decisions more than our conditions that determine uh, what our outcomes are going to be. Right? Our decisions control us far more than the conditions that we meet. And so what decisions are, are we making and taking personal responsibility for the decisions that we make? We can't control the conditions necessarily or the circumstances or the things that come at us. But what we can control and are responsible for are the decisions that we make. Right, and we can't pass that off to, to others. So the first P in that process, in the word process, two P's, purpose and passion. R, responsibility. O, opportunities. Seizing them as they come. Because we don't know how many more opportunities we'll have for whatever. The opportunity to tell someone thank you that we appreciate them. The opportunity to try something we've never tried before. The opportunity to be able 
uh, to to seize something that that is laying laying before us, taking opportunities because they don't always again the opportunities knock. No, they stand by waiting to be recognized, and those that see them and see them can take advantage of them. Opportunities. Think about how many have passed us by. Opportunities. See is challenge or change. Challenge ourselves to do something different than we've done before. The willingness to stretch. The willingness to embrace the value of that only constant in life, which is change. And, uh, all, and the irony about change the irony of change is that oftentimes as human beings, that's what we resist. We resist change. But it's the essence of maturation. It's the only way that we can grow if we're willing to embrace change uh, and, and not simply done what we've always done before. We cognitively understand that doing the same thing the same way and expecting to get different results is we cognitively understand that that's insanity. Yet, how often do we continue to do those sorts of things? You've got to be willing to change. E is educate ourselves. Again, we're dealing with the word process because we are made in the processes of our life. And so the E in the word process is educate ourselves. Not simply formal education, even informal education. Um, and talking with leadership groups oftentimes, what I express is this, when we stop learning, we, when we stop uh, learning, we stop growing. And when we stop growing, we stop leading. And so the criteria for being able to lead others is to consistently educate ourselves, consistently learn, and not reactively. Reactive learning is associated with simply experience. If you're um, waiting for things to happen, to have learned from the lesson, then though that is good, it's it's reactive. Proactive aspect is seeking out people, um, material resources, to be able to intentionally learn. Uh, the books we're we're reading, the the seminars that we attend, the radio programs that we we listen to, and being conscious and intentional regarding those sorts of things, educating yourself. Uh, so many different quotes come to me for, regarding the aspect of education. Um, I don't remember necessarily who said it. They said, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. Ignorance is even more expensive because the many opportunities and things that you miss because of not having educated oneself. Uh, and uh, some people say, well, I can't have time to go back to college. At the, with the advent of the internet, we lose an excuse with regard to not having time to learn. <laughs> yeah. in, in our hands, the computers, the, the the phones we carry in our hands are have greater capability than computers. The best computers that were on the face of this earth ten years ago, what we hold in our hands, and so with with. Google and uh, I mean just all these different things that we're, we're able to do there's no reason not to educate ourselves then there are those who say well I don't really like to read <laughs> first let me say <laughs> Mark Twain I think said it the person who doesn't read has no advantage over the person who can't read so we need to this, the, the, the impetus has to be there we have to, we have to read 
online. But if you don't like reading books, then get the audio book. You know, audible.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, if you're riding in, in a car and you've got to um, commute to, to work or you commute to the train on a train every day rather than listen, listen to music, put in a book. Buy an audio book. Put that in. But there's no excuse not to educate ourselves. And, it, and it's available free if we're, we're on uh, if having access to the Internet. We in our nation have very little to no excuse. You say, well, I don't have a computer in my house. I don't have a phone. you got a library. Go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can find a thousand excuses why we can't do stuff. We just need one reason we can. And so um, seizing that opportunity to be able to educate ourselves is important. So we've got... Again, P, process and purpose. R, responsibility. O, opportunities. C, challenge or change. E, educate ourselves. The first S and the two S's in the word process is serve. That's really what we are you know, placed on this earth to do. You know, and again, going back to Marilyn's nephew, even though there's a short space of time that his life existed, that he was here. You know, when it's all said and done, it's not simply how we lived. It's, I'm sorry, how long we've lived. It's how we've lived. In other words, what have we left behind? When Marilyn uh, you shared that information earlier, I automatically thought this, that, you know, we're not responsible for how we die. We're responsible for how we've lived. So true. And, right, and uh, because we really don't know what the circumstances of our passing are going to be. Talking with someone uh, at a conference that I attended last week, um, and his father is 101 years old. 101. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and grateful, and he's certainly grateful for having his dad around for that long. That when he's how he's going to pass or any of us going to pass my favorite book says no man knows the day or the hour we just don't know so we can't be held responsible for that what we are responsible for is how we live and life is about serving others and we oftentimes talk about leadership and leadership is about serving it's not about being served. Leaders' mindset, the mantra, should be, what do you need from me to be able to do your job more effectively and more efficiently, to be able to serve others? What have I given? What have I contributed? What have I left behind? It's about legacy, which is value from the past, nurtured and developed in the present for the benefit of the future. Service, the willingness to serve. Serving necessitates a mindset of humility. It it, 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 it it connotes the need for not seeking to elevate oneself or to be recognized necessarily, but the, the desire to be able to contribute, to be able to offer to someone else so that they may be, that other person might be able to achieve, to be able to have, to be able to realize more. Um, in the context of, of, of leadership, the humility is critically important. And the irony of that is we can think about so many who are uh, 
in, in the leadership positions in organizations from day to day, how the leader uh, is, uh, takes the, the accolades. The person in the front takes the accolades, makes the most money in the company, is more, uh, more highly recognized than all others. But leaders who truly understand the value of service, what leadership is all about, they're looking to pass that, those accolades on and, and, and recognition to, to others. It's not about being served. Life's about service. How have I been in service to mankind? And then the last S in that word of process is submission. Submitting to a higher power, recognizing that that we didn't bring ourselves here, that when it's all said and done, our lives are in the hand of someone else, a power far greater than that of ourselves, irrespective of who we may call God. Now, I have my certain my beliefs of who God is, and um, I proudly share that. So I don't look to force it on others, but always try to make opportunity to be able to share from that standpoint who I believe the one true living God is and his son Jesus Christ so make no bones about that the one thing I know of a surety and we all know and have to affirm none of us brought ourselves here there mm -hmm. is a power far greater than that of ourselves who brought us God the grand overall designer is, is the one and so an acknowledgement of that there is the submission that we have to um, realize in, in our lives that um, it's so interesting I guess uh, interesting I guess is, for lack of a better word that Marilyn shared about her nephew today was, um, a song came to me that you know I grew up in church so these old, old time hymns sometimes stick in, in mind and, and so the words of the song that I thought about yesterday were many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. You know, in the advent of, of the political issues and um, racial unrest and incidences with the police and, and uh, people debating all lives matter versus black lives matter, and, and which again, I've got solid opinions on those, but today's program isn't for that. The, there's so much, so many questions about, you know, when it would be the election season upon us, you know, the uh, convention, both the, the RNC and the DNC coming up. Who's going to be leading this nation? You know, President Obama's eight years quickly winding down to an end with the. Uh, the, the political environment and, and landscape changing, the physical landscape changing, the issues of the, the economy, um, the, the terrorist threats, the, the threats of uh, this mosquito, the insect, and the disease. Every, I mean, there's just so many things that are going on that just, wow, yes. wondering. This is stuff that we just don't know. But there is one thing that is unchanging, and that's the sovereignty of God. For the universe, for the millennia, having gone 
before us, that preceded us, right? and that which is to come. So many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, which is the key of understanding and knowing that the grand overall desire, designer created time, which is in an insertion in eternity. Time is an insertion in eternity. And God knows all. He knew and knows what when Marilyn's nephew was going to leave here. He knows when you and I are going to leave. We don't. So we're not responsible for that. But we are responsible for how we live. What contribution are we making? What will be said at our funerals when it is all said and done? You know, I'm sure we've all been to uh, funeral services and maybe we have some degree of knowledge of the person who is in the casket and and what the person who's doing the eulogy is and it's amazing how you know even in the news how no matter how somebody lived you know, the people are saying he was a great kid he was amazing he never did anything wrong and we're like I don't know if that's the same person that's in that casket because it ain't the person I know. like everybody becomes a saint when they die which is kind of like yeah, right. <laughs> but mm. be that as it may, uh, mm. well, we are responsible for, if we want people to say, truthfully say, things about us at our passing, then that needs to be how we live today. Exactly. You cannot wait. <laughs> You know, uh, and, and, and as much as I'm saying these, these things, right, it's, it's just, you know, you know through you know, in the police department, you know, and many other city agencies that we've got a 20-year retirement program, even though, I don't know, new people coming today have 22 years plus, you know, age, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> 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 but um, here's what I've found, that far too many of us wait until we've got 15 years, you know, 17 years in the job to really plan for our retirement, right? We should not wait for that. And not, we should also not wait until retirement to live our lives, to determine, you know, what it's just saving for retirement. Yeah, but we've got to live now. And in living now, what are we contributing for ourselves um, and for others? It's not how long we've lived, it's how we've lived. What have we contributed? And so, you know, as our time winds down today, um, I, I hope it is, as much as we certainly, once again, offer our condolences to Marilyn and her family and her nephew's family. This wasn't about being a doubter today, because I believe there are things that we uh, can learn positively from this to be reminded of that should be encouraging and not discouraging, that we recognize that as someone has passed, we're still here. And so as long as we're still here, there's still time for us to be able to determine 
what our lives will be like. What will be our contribution? What will be said at our, at our eulogy? And um, with that, to me, that's cause for optimism. That's cause for celebration. But it's also a call, a call to remember to, to put off or, or, or to, to not allow ourselves to become complacent. The one yes. thing we should procrastinate about is procrastination, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. We should not do that. <laughs> put off procrastination. Live now. Uh, and um, not only for ourselves, but for those that are most important to us as well. Family, forget about me. I love you. And um, we're reminded that, yes, there are real issues in our society today when it comes to race, race relations. And I certainly would, and again, for another, if another program, we can, we can talk about that. And certainly do not approach life based on some rose-colored glasses. There are real issues that we have to deal with. There are some things historically and that, that, that to be acknowledged and recognized that, that um, systemically have to be addressed. But when it's all said and done, what we, what we all must remember is that God didn't create, God created only one race, the human race. Dr. King said we live in an inescapable network of mutuality. There's a connection between all of us. We've heard the adages for years that we all breathe the same oxygen and we all bleed red. At the blood bank, there isn't black blood, white blood, Asian blood, gay blood. There is, there's one. And as we remember that and, and not allow tragedy to cause us to remember it, but intention in life to be able to live presently for how we want to be remembered in the future. Again, our time is done. I want to thank you for being part of Paradigm Shifters. Marilyn, thank you and your family and your nephew for reminding us of those things today. And that when we come together again next month, that we can celebrate how we have lived our lives in contribution to others. Well, thank you for listening. Again, I'm Steve Duncanson. Marilyn, to you, your family, we love you. Aurelia, thank you for your program, Coco Express. And thank all of you for tuning in. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at thecocoexpressshow.com, Blog Talk Radio, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.